Amen. Luke chapter number 17. I want to begin in verse 26. If you're reading a red letter edition, this is Jesus speaking here. And he says, and as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. And he begins to, uh, to explain, uh, to describe. He says, and they, they ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. And then Jesus says, oh, remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I thought about this. Amen. Jesus says, I want you to remember somebody. I want you to remember Lot's wife. Amen. Anybody ever been remembered for something that you would really rather not be remembered for? Years ago, I was taking some blood pressure medicine and, and doctors having a hard time getting things regulated. And what I was, I don't know what was going on, but I think, I think what it was is my blood pressure would drop or something. Without any warning at all, I would just, I'd collapse. And I was actually a special speaker at a, at a, at a meeting and I was just going around greeting people. And I went to this, this gentleman, I was, went to shake his hand and I collapsed in his arms. That's embarrassing. I'm glad he caught me. But I went to shake his hand and I just fell into his arms. And he caught so I'm, I, I come to him. I'm trying to explain to him. I don't do that normally. All right? This was nothing. And so later on, guess when he sees me again, he, oh, you're that guy that fell into my arms. I would really rather him not remember me that way. Amen. This morning, I, I want to preach to you, remembered by something you would like to forget. Amen. Praise God. Lord, we love you today. Lord, we thank you this morning for your spirit. We're thankful for your word, its power, its authority. And Lord, I again, I pray today, God, as you will touch our minds and our hearts. Lord, speak into us. Give us understanding today. Lord, we give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Praise God. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise as you are seated. Amen this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me ask you this morning, how do you want to be remembered? If there is one thing that you could uh, cause someone to remember you by, what would that be? Amen. Would it be your many successes? Or unfortunately, maybe some of which is your failures? Would it be... Your, your generosity, your, your kindness, maybe your involvement in the community, uh, maybe for your, for your business or your career or uh, the money that you've made. There's so many things that maybe not, not that people want to be remembered by, but that what people are remembered by. I don't want to be known or remembered as, man, he was a, 
he was a great preacher or he was a great pastor. But you know, honestly, the greatest thing that I could be remembered by, in my opinion, amen, is that my family, my wife says he was a great husband. And that my children would say, you know, he, was, he wasn't a perfect dad, but, but the thing about my, my dad was he was real and, and he loved us genuinely. Those, are the, those that are closest to me, those are the ones that I really, to me, really matter when it comes to what they think of who I am. At the end of my life, I, I promise you, amen, if there's a moment there where, where I know the end is coming and I, I am not going to lay there wondering, man, I wish I would have worked harder. I wish I would have spent more time at the office. But I promise you it's going to be those moments that I sacrificed my, my family time for that I'm probably going to regret somewhat. But those that are gathered around me, that they love me and that they respect me, that I gain the respect of them, those are the things that are going to matter more to me than anything else in this world. No matter the successes I could have or whatever things I could accomplish, those, the, the opinions of my immediate family is going to matter the most. See, how you live your life, all of that kind of, it works its way through. It's, amen, it's not to, you know, it's not just something you do one day, but it's every day of your life. It's just, it's the life that you live. I, I try to live my life in a way that, you know, it's not that I, I'm wanting to hit a home run every single day. I just want to get up and be as real today as I was yesterday. I just want to get up this morning and I want to live for God today. I want to, I want to take care of this day and I want to make sure that this day that my priority priorities and my focus and my motives are where they're supposed to be and then as my life progresses and one day as all of us there's we're gonna we're gonna have an appointment with God it's an appointment that none of us will ever escape and at that moment I can I, I, I believe I'll be able to rest assured that that I've again by the mercy and the grace of God I've done what I could do hallelujah amen your legacy today Maybe, maybe it's something you've not thought about. Maybe it's nothing you've really considered. But all of us have it. I can share many stories, not just the one of me falling into the arms of, of a strange man. That's a weird one. But I could share a lot of stories of things that I've done that have been goof-ups and, and, and uh, amen, uh, that, that were rather embarrassing I don't know if I ever told you the story about, I used to work at a grocery store, a town of country, at Bernie at the time, and I uh, went to work that morning. I, was, I, I took care of the milk and the dairy products, and I remember getting into my car that morning. It was, I drove an old 1991 Toyota Corolla, and the seat in the, in the, in the car had, was ripping. And so when I got in the car, I heard the, I heard the seat rip. I thought, oh, that's no big deal. It happens all the time. So I go in, I go to work, and... I noticed that morning that there's a, there's, a, there's a draft in the cooler. Man, things are a little cooler today than they normally are. Well, I go about my work. I fill the milk, the milk area, and I, I even carry out a few times. And about an hour, hour and a half into my work day, I kind of reached back there, and I realized that the seat of my car had not ripped, but the seat of my pants had ripped. And so I had worked almost two hours uh, knowing now where the draft was coming from. That's embarrassing. Amen. And what's most embarrassing or frustrating is my, my boss knew it, and he thought it would be fun. Anyway, we all have those stories where we would like, you know, I hope I'm not remembered by that. 
Let me tell you, one of, the, one of the worst ways to be remembered is the way that Lot's wife is remembered. Her legacy is not a legacy that none of us would ever desire. There's not a lot said of her. We don't know her name. We don't really have a lot of context of the, of the conditions of her life except for here Jesus is thousands of years later. He is wanting to remind us then and us now, today, amen, remember Lot's wife. The context of what Jesus is talking about is the coming of the Son of Man. When his return, which I believe his return is imminent, he says in those moments when things are winding down and things are coming to an end, coming to a head, you need to keep in mind, you need to remember Lot's wife, amen. Praise God. Her legacy, again, is nothing that any of us would ever Desire. In verse 26, it says, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. There are going to be a lot of similarities between the two, the two eras. And we're seeing those similarities. I'm not going to go into all the detail, but, but I don't think it'd take a whole lot to convince anybody here this morning that we're living in the, what we call the end days, uh, the, the last days, uh, the end times. Amen. And Jesus was, was saying, here, we, we're reading it in Luke uh, that, that when those days come, it's going to be similar to what it was in the days of Noah. Likewise, he also adds uh, that it will also be like it was in the days of Lot. Uh, amen. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Uh, but on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven um, and, and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed in that day who he who is on the housetop his goods are in the house let him not come down to take them away but likewise the one who is in the field let him not turn back and then he says remember Lot's wife anybody know what Lot's wife did probably from the youngest to the oldest here we know that she turned back to look where she was coming from and the Bible tells us she turned into a pillar of salt. What Jesus was saying is you gotta, you gotta be really careful and really aware that in those last moments, amen, that there's nothing inside you that's wanting to hesitate or to be hesitant in your decision. But you need to take and turn away from all of those things and keep your focus on what matters in your life. There is nothing in this world that's worth exchanging your soul for. What profiteth a man when he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? Amen. But Lot's wife, amen, she hesitated. One translation says, remember what happened to Lot's wife. The Bible tells us in verse 29 again, but on the day... That Lot went out of Sodom. The day he left the city of Sodom, 
It rained fire and brimstone. It was, it was a, it, and, and of course, you go to Genesis chapter 19, you read the story. You, you read where the angels is telling Lot, hey, you got to get out of here. You don't have no time to, to waste, no time to, to, to you know, you, you got to get going. You got to get gone. And, and, and so finally they did. But, but we read in verse 16, uh, talking about, uh, 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 about Lot. Why, and while he lingered, Lot... Why are you lingering? I mean, not just for Lot, his life's sake, but his family's sake. There's nothing there. Why, why, what, what is there in the city of Sodom that would cause you to want to hang out or hesitate or linger? You need to get out of there. Because if you don't get out of there, amen, you're going to be right there where the fire and brimstone is coming down. But the Bible says he lingered. He lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, the hands of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful to them. I don't know about you, but I don't, what, what, what part of get out now don't you understand? I mean, if I'm in a burning building, or wherever, if, I, if I'm in imminent danger, and the authorities come to me and say, hey, you got to get out of here now. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. But I don't think I'm going to say. Well, let me let me think about that for a second. Get out, Amen. Get get away from the danger. But the Bible says that the Lord, being merciful to him, that the angels they took his hand, his wife's hand, the hand of his two daughters, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. If it wasn't for the goodness and the mercy of God, they would have never had a chance. Anybody relate to that this morning? Amen. I'm not here today on my own accord. It's because God has been so good and so merciful to me. That's the reason I can stand here today. I'm thankful, amen, for the Lord and His mercy. But the word lingered. Wondering, Lot, what are you, what are you waiting on? What, what, what's causing you to, to want to hang out in this area? The word lingered means to question or to hesitate. I'm just not real sure. What can you not be sure about? We're living in, a, in the last days. The Bible says perilous times will come. The Bible tells us, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in paraphrase, but... There's a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of things being said and spirits being felt and winds of different doctrines that are tossing people to and fro. And amen, if you're not careful, if you allow that, that opportunity, as we've talked a lot here lately about the adversary and who he's seeking about and walking about whom he may devour, amen, if, you're, if you allow the enemy any moment or any opportunity, he, he, he can easily cause you to start questioning. The serpent in his conversation with Eve, it, he, he never directly told her that, you know, that, you know, you, you, he, he basically he took the word that God spoke and he twisted it around. And that, and that his twisting of the word of God, twisting it around, it caused her then to question or to linger or to hesitate. Had, had he not been given the opportunity to twist the word of God around, perhaps Eve would have never done what she did or Adam would have done what he did 
but because they begin to question. Let me tell you, friend, there is a certain sound here today. And I, I'm telling you, this, this book right here, it is just as powerful today as it's ever been. We sing a song about how the blood will never lose its power. Well, this book will never lose its authority. Amen. Uh, praise God. This book here will never lose its truthfulness. Uh, no, it will not. I know there may be a, there may be a large group of people that will tell you that this does not exist no more. That this is no, there is no absolute truth. Well, uh, I beg to differ with them. Uh, this book hasn't lost any authority. Uh, amen. But there are some people today that have a Allow the, the, the serpent to, to cause them to question, which causes them to hesitate. And if they're not careful, they'll linger too long. Amen. And that's why Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. There's a quote by a man by the name of George Cecil. And he, he is quoted in a, in a poem that he wrote. And it says this, on the plains of hesitation... Bleach the bones of countless millions who at the dawn of victory sat down to wait and waiting they died on the plains of hesitation. I don't know why, why it is necessarily. I know the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And the picture that that is showing is, is a man that is pulled two different directions. You, you can't get nowhere going two different directions. And, and, and that's what causes so often a, a, the, 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 the destruction and the trouble of, is our minds aren't made up. Amen. Anytime you're not certain. Uh, I, I, and I realize there's, there's moments where faith has to kick in. Uh, but I'm telling you I want established in my life uh, that this book is my authority. Uh, I realize there are people and voices today uh, that'll tell me that I've lost my mind. That that's not a logical decision. Uh, but I'm telling you, friend, there's something in me that says, I'm going to hold to the Word of God. I'm going to hold to what God says. No matter how crazy it may sound or seem, there's something about the Word of God. It has kept me all these years. And I don't believe the Lord is any way about to start trying to pull back. Amen. I believe today, amen, if there's ever been a day that we need to jump in with both feet, it is today. Amen. You need to, if you're hanging out on the edge you're wondering what should I do I'm going to tell you you need to jump in the book you need to get in with everything you've got amen there don't need to be any more hesitation hallelujah because God he's real hallelujah I read a story a man by the name of Edwin Aldrin amen it's a great story gives a great lesson he Neil Armstrong was the first person to set his foot on the moon. But do you know who the first person was supposed to be? Well, it was Edwin Aldrin. Amen. He was the pilot of the Apollo mission. And he was working for the American Air Force. And moreover, he had experience of spacewalking. So hence, you know, he was selected as the pilot. Neil Armstrong, he worked for the American Navy. And uh, he was selected for his courage as being the co-pilot. But when the Apollo mission landed on the moon, they received a command from NASA. And the command was pilot first. It was, it was Aldrin's place at that time to, to go and step out onto the moon. Amen. But Aldrin hesitated. What's going to happen? Will I, get, will I get sucked in? Will I get 
will I burn out? I mean, he, he didn't know what the conditions were going to be. So the hesitation was not for hours, but really it was only for a few seconds. So in the meantime, NASA sent out the second command. Co-pilot next. And within the next second, Neil Armstrong put his foot on the moon and became part of the world of world history. World history was changed basically in one second. Although Aldrin had the qualification, he had the talent, but because of his hesitation, he's not recognized by many people today, not like Neil Armstrong. I don't want to hesitate in that moment that matters the most. I want, to, I want my mind to be set. I want my focus to be clear. Uh, amen. I, because I'm telling you, church, we got, we got some, we've got some rough days ahead of us. What are you talking about, pastor? I'm telling you, if, if you're expecting this just to be real easy, uh, there may be some challenges. Uh, there's nothing challenging God. God's all powerful. But I'm telling you, I want to make sure my mind is where it needs to be, that it is set uh, and focused on God. Amen. I don't want to be remembered for something that I'd like to forget. <laughs> In 1 Samuel chapter 14, it tells the story of, of Jonathan. Jonathan, the son of Saul, amen, they're, they're in, in a battle against the Philistines. And Jonathan just takes it upon himself to make a decision. The Bible says it happened one day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to his young man who bore his army, he said, come, let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that, that is on the other side. But he did not tell his father. And Saul was sitting in the outskirts of Gabeah under a pomegranate tree, which was in Migron. And the people who were with him were about 600 men. So you've got, you've got Jonathan and, and his armor bearer, two people. Uh, they're going to go and they're going to do something. Uh, let's go over to the Philistines uh, and let's go to the other side. Uh, amen. Well, Ahijah, the son of uh, Ahitub, uh, Ichabod's brother, and the son of Phinehas, uh, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, was wearing the, an ephod. And the people did not know that Jonathan was gone. Between the passes, by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistines' garrison, there was a sharp rock on one side and a sharp rock on the other side. On the, the name of one was Bozes, and the name of the other was Sinah. The front of one faced northward, opposite of Michmash, and the other was, was southward, opposite of Gibeah. Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison. Basically what he is saying, let us too, both of of us, uh, let's go over and let's face a whole army. Uh, amen. Uh, it may be that the Lord will work for us, uh, for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many uh, or by few. Uh, he said, I don't know for sure what's going to happen, uh, but let's go do something. Uh, amen. Uh, but the point of the matter is, they had to cross by between these two rocks. Now, I've said it many times, anytime the Bible goes to the extent to name certain things, there's reasons for that. These two points, these two sharp rock points, which were the two points that Jonathan and his armor bearer had to walk through, these two points are still there today, just like they were when Jonathan and his armor bearer went. It was Bozes and uh, uh, Sina. Amen. Bozes, the northern point, it, it, the word means uh, uh, to be white and to be shining. Amen. And uh, Sina, it, it means the plain of of thorns. You had on the north side, you had a, a, a rock that was, that was white. Uh, it was, it's beautiful. The strata was kind of like a, a limestone. But then the, the Sina, the, the southern point there, uh, it was like a dark coal color. Uh, it was two direct opposites. So, amen. Let me tell you this morning, uh, there are many times you're going to face situations in your life where you've got to make a decision. Uh, amen. And I'm going to be real, real clear, real honest with you today. 
the decisions we make are not nearly as difficult as what we make them to be. Because if we'll listen to the Lord, if we'll listen to what God is saying, amen, God is going to give us the direction that we need. God will never say, well, hey, buddy, why don't you figure this one out on your own? There will be two, I believe, distinct differences. You can go the way that is bright, that is shining, amen, that is a clear direction to go northward, or you can follow the plane of thorns if you want to. But I'm telling you, friend, I want to go as God directs my every step, and God will do that but you've got to be like a Jonathan that says you know what we got to do something sometimes you've got to make a move so that God can make a way hallelujah and Jonathan did just that and God came through and I'm telling you God I I, I don't think there's anybody here this morning. You may be living in a circumstance right now uh, that you're having a hard time understanding why you're going through what you're going through. uh, But I'm here to tell you, if you'll hang in there, uh, God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Uh, There are countless others here today uh, that you have been in situations uh, where you've wondered, God, do you really know what you're doing? Uh, But you held on uh, and you kept walking uh, and you found that God was true uh, and that God never left you nor He forsook you. But he led you every step of the way. For all we all know that good, that everything works out for good to those who love the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You've got the four leprous men in Second Kings chapter seven. The Bible says they were sitting at the entrance of of the gate and they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? He said, well, uh, we can enter to the city, uh, which is famine in the city, and we will die there. Or we can go, uh, amen, and surrender to the army of the Syrians. Uh, Again, they had two choices. Uh, Amen. There were two distinctive points. Uh, They decided to do something. Uh, And the Bible says they rose up in the twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. Uh, And verse 6 says, for the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians uh, to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army. God magnified the steps of four men. Amen. To make it sound like a great army. I'm telling you, if you will do something, if you'll follow the word of God, if you'll keep your focus on the goodness of the Lord, God will lead you. He'll magnify your steps. Amen. Nothing will be too great. Nothing will overcome you. I believe that today. I believe that today. Amen. Elijah come to the group of people in in 1 Kings chapter 18. He makes a very familiar statement. Elijah came into all the people and he said this, How long halt ye between two opinions? Two opinions. Two different points. I mean, what's what's keeping you? What's causing you to, to, to wait? What's causing you to hesitate? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if but if Baal be God, follow him. All the people didn't answer him a word. Then he said, I'll tell you what, whichever God answers by fire, that's who, that's who, will, de- that's who will determine whether they're God or not. We know the story there. Uh, amen. They made an altar. Uh, they began to cry out to Baal. Uh, uh, Baal never answered because Baal don't exist. Uh, Elijah said, well, maybe you ought to cry a little louder. Maybe he's asleep. Uh, and they, they get crazy. They do all kinds of crazy things. They start cutting themselves, uh, trying to get the attention of a God that don't exist. Elijah comes along there. He he digs a trench around the sacrifice. Uh, He douses it with water. Uh, Amen. He prays about, I think it's a 63-word prayer in the King James Version. And guess what happened? Fire rained down from heaven. There's no question here today that God will show himself mighty. The question remains within you and I. Amen. 
Are we going to linger? Are we going to hesitate? Is there something going to hold us back? I'm telling you, nothing is worth losing your salvation over. Joshua said in chapter 24 and verse 15, he said, you know what? If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Whether it's the God which your father served, which are on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, But he said, as for me and my house, I just want you to understand, we're going to serve the Lord. That's my decision to make, and that's the decision that I am making. Amen. Remembered for something that I would like to forget. Hallelujah. I'm not able to go back and change time. Amen. I don't know that probably anybody that is here today, (laughs) there's probably something, if you could go back and redo you might take that opportunity. But the reality is this. Amen. Forgetting those things which are behind me, but reaching forth into that which is ahead. Amen. The prize of the, of the, of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Amen. I've heard it said many times in, in, a, in a vehicle, your, your windshield's much larger than your rearview mirror because the re- windshield is showing where you're heading. Amen. You need to keep perspective of where you come from, but it needs to be much smaller than the focus in which you are going forward. I'm telling you, that means to me that my future is a lot brighter. (laughs) I got some things back there that I wish I could forget, but you know what? (laughs) Amen. It's under the blood today. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. I'm I'm a child of the redeemed today. I'm looking ahead. I've got a brighter future than I do in the past. (laughs) Amen. My, My better days are ahead of me than they were behind. We're getting ready to land here this morning. Amen. Remembered by something that you would like to forget. See, the reality is, though, that Jesus was wanting us to remember Lot's wife and not forget what she did. Amen. Don't take the same path that she chose today. In reality, Lot's wife, by now, may be just a very small hump they're in the desert somewhere over there. Amen. I guess that would be in, in the Iraq area. That's all that's left. Maybe just a small hump there in the desert. All because she hesitated. She decided to turn around. Amen. I realize it's hard sometimes to to differentiate between flesh and spirit. Amen. I, 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 my wife has told me many times that, you know, the idea of the last days, you know, especially when our kids were small, what would happen? I mean, those are, those are normal things that we as people may consider or think about. Amen. I've even, I'll be honest with you, that may sound a little crazy, but I've wondered, what's, what's heaven going to be like? Am I, am I, you know, am I going to like it? You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, you know, from a human perspective, we're so different. All of us, we don't like everything the same, do we? I mean, you know, that's why the song says everybody will be happy over there. That's got to that's be heaven because it's hard to keep everybody happy over here. We're so diverse. Everybody's got different likes. Everybody's got, and that's, and that's, that's what makes us human. I don't know what heaven's going to be like over there. Amen. I, I, don't, I don't know the, what the experience will be. 
Scripture gives us some indication, of course, and but but to say exactly what it, I, I don't know, I've not I've not been there yet. But the more I learn of Him, the more that beyond just a feeling, I'm talking about getting to know Him, having that that intimate connection with Him. You know what that does? I don't really care if it's a mansion. I don't care if there's a crystal sea. I really don't care if there's golden streets. Just having that that connection with Him down here, knowing that that connection I have here is going to even be much more magnified up there. Reality is, I I, I just, there's, there's certainly part of me today that I just would like to be with Him. And I really would like to take as many people as I can with me. I would really like for my family to go with me. Amen? Praise God. I really don't want somebody to miss out because I also know the other side. Again, there's two points. Amen. Abraham told the rich man while he was in hell, being in torment, he said there's a, there's a great gulf between us. Amen. Praise God. And there in that, in that pit of torment, the rich man asked if there would be any way if Lazarus could come down and dip his finger in water and just put it on the tip of his tongue to give him some relief. So I know the other options, it's directly the opposite. There's torture and there's pain and there's torment and it never ends, it never, it never quits. It's the, the gnashing of teeth and I'm telling you, friend, I don't want to just miss out on hell. But most importantly, I, I want to be with the one who, love, who loves me and who I am learning more and more to love even greater now. Nothing's worth losing your soul over. As we stand here today, amen. You and I would probably rather not be remembered for something that we like to forget. But Lot's wife today is remembered by something I'm sure that she would have rather not be remembered for. But it is to your and my advantage here today that we remember. we got to keep our focus. we got to, we got to keep our heart true to God. We've got to allow the Lord to lead us and guide us. Amen. We've got to make sure that we're all in on this. Amen. There's no hesitation, but we've jumped in with both feet. We're trusting in Him. God knows what He's doing. And I want to follow Him every step of the way. This morning, as we come to a close, I want to invite you around this altar. Amen. Take some time this morning. God, help me, Lord. God, you may need to redirect my values. You may, I, need, I may need to change my, my focus, my motive. Lord, search me today. God, help me, Lord God. I want to make it. I want to be ready in the name 